Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Well, hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Overseen, president of Life West, and welcome to another edition of our Life by Life West, a phenomenal series we've been doing probably for the last year and a half or so. And uh, today, of course, I want to introduce my partner in, in health, <laughs> Dr. Mary. Um, we got a great guest today, um, and we've known this uh, chiropractor for many years. Uh, we've got Dr. Savvy Ford. Savvy, welcome. Thank you. Yes, and Savvy uh, graduated, I believe, right? Didn't you graduate with our oldest daughter, Lauren? I did, yes. We knew you while you were in school. Um, you're, she's a 2014 uh, grad of Life University. Um, right out of college, she right out of chiropractic school, she spent two years in Atlanta doing an associateship, and then she ended up going to her hometown of St. Petersburg in uh, Florida, and that's where she's been ever since um, 2016. So she's uh, she's been practicing now for what five years, close, going on six, right? Since 14, so going on seven. 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 Yeah. No, yeah. but in St. Pete. How long have you been in St. Pete? Oh, uh, so yeah, like five and a half years. Yeah, five and a half years. And and um, just to give you an idea, she, her practice is uh, pretty much pregnancy, um, pre-postpartum, uh, pediatrics. Uh, of course, we all know that when you have a, when you have a a, a a practice that basically takes care of kids and and pregnant women husbands are going to come into and all that kind of stuff. And I think they serve everybody. Um, but the big thing also is that she's got a great family. She's got two beautiful kids. She's got a almost four year old son named Chase and an almost two year old daughter named Emery. And uh, she's been married uh, for seven years to her husband, Lucas, and um, just has really built a balanced uh beautiful practice and a beautiful life. And so we are excited to have you to share uh, the wisdom and, and, and what you've learned in these last, so to speak, seven years, right? In practice and, or eight yeah. years, because you're going on eight now. So yeah, yeah so excited yeah. to have you. My mental math skills aren't really there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, they're not needed. Or you could share what parenting has taught you, right? Two kids, a practice, <laughs> that stuff man. oh we're gonna we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that i don't even think i can call this postpartum brain anymore it's just <laughs> just mom brain yeah <laughs> they're pretty much the same i can tell you that Fair enough. Um, well, well let's jump right in as as dr ron was just talking about what type of practice you have so tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about your practice and tell us you know some of the successes and some of the things that you're most proud of i guess about your yeah. practice yeah Absolutely. So my practice is 
a family-based practice. So we take care of lots of mamas, lots of kiddos in there, both pre and postpartum. So the whole perinatal period. Um, and we just have a really fun practice. It's a really great atmosphere. It's so much fun to be a part of. When you walk in, it feels like family. I designed my practice literally to look like you're walking into a living room. So people just feel really comfortable there. It has a big kids play area, a nursing nook in there. I mean, it's definitely created with families in mind. Um, so I would say about 40% of our practice is pediatrics. Um, another 40% are mamas in that perinatal period, whether that's you know, prenatal or postpartum period. And then 20% is the dads that come in <laughs> the person that comes in and I'm like this was interesting how did you choose this office you're a great fit we love taking care of everyone um but yeah it's uh it's just so much fun I would say that you know I was actually reflecting with my team we had our year wrap up um just recently and one of the things that I feel like we've really grown so much with, and I have two other docs in the practice. So there's three doctors total. I have two CAs and they're phenomenal. By far right now, I've had, I have the best team I've ever had. And I think one of the things that we've done a really good job of is not only creating a really good culture within the team, but because we all love hanging out together. I mean, you know, it's our second family. We probably spend more time together than we do with our own families at certain points, you know? And um, so we all get along so well, have a great relationship, both professionally and personally, but also creating that same type family culture within the office too. Um, and just treating people like they're family. And I think that they feel that, they feel that personalized experience. Even when it comes down to our intake forms, um, I mean, we're asking the questions of like, what is your child into right now so we can better connect with them? And so I have a ton of in the kids area like dinosaurs and princesses and, you know, Paw Patrol, whatever they're into. So when we see that on the intake form, we're already getting out those toys. So we're greeting the patients with this. Hey, dude, I heard you were into... Um, Paw Patrol, look, we have Marshall and she's over here. They're here to get adjusted too, you know, and just making them feel really comfortable and really welcome in the office. Um, and that is the way that you ultimately grow a practice. I remember talking to one of my coaches along the way and he was like, you know, he goes, you guys have figured out culture. He was like, and that's what grows practices. He was like, you can have every system in every book on every system, but it's ultimately what attracts people and what grows the practice is the culture that you provide. Yeah. And I'm really proud of my team for that. This year, I feel like we've really nailed that, so. Well, Savvy, I'll tell you something. That there's, a, there's a saying, and the saying is, is that culture eats strategy for lunch. Oh yeah, for sure. So you could have the best strategy in the world, but if you got if the culture is totally different, it'll just totally wipe it out, you know. And and I love what you said because it's it's about the connection. That's what you said, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's what we're about in chiropractic, right? You know, reconnecting, sure. right? But it's about that connection with with especially with the children and yeah, yeah. and the parents. If I walked into your office and you asked me what am I into, 
and I told you, you know, I'm into tennis, I'm into work, I'm into golf, I'm into whatever, and someone walked over and handed me something about golf or whatever. It took me a few minutes, but I know I, you know, I, you know, something about golf. I'd be like, oh my God, this is like unbelievable, you know? It's just, it's really a great way to connect. And that connection is really what it's about. They can go to a million chiropractors, right? You know, and, and yet, boom, they're with you. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. I, and I, I want to interject because I have a burning question in my head right now. Let's hear it. It's obviously you built this great cult, this great connection and with the culture, yeah. the, your team, mm-hmm. when they came in mm-hmm. to create this big culture, was it uh, innately in them or did you have to train them? You know, I think that you, I think all of them had to some extent that innate capacity to be able to connect with people. And that's what attracted me to them. And one of the reasons that I did hire them, but I think that training also can come into play and learning like, okay, we can better connect with somebody by maybe talking in this particular way. For instance, if we have somebody who's an expressive, right? And like talking in a language that they understand, then we're going to be connecting with them a little bit more. If we have somebody who's more analytical, we'll probably be talking more to the point, but trying to create this experience and talk to them in a way that they want to be connected that's great. Yeah, bye. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. And, it does. It and does. what you just said, I love that. So you, you hired people that you said, okay, this person is great. They have potential, but like in our office, Ron and I had a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a saying between the two, which, which was train or don't complain. We were not allowed to complain about any staff member because mm-hmm. it was just like, if you're complaining, you need to go and train. And yeah, it sounds like absolutely. you picked great people, but there's always that training. So that's great. Yeah. We also had another saying too, and that was hire slow. And fire fast. And fire fast, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've done several of those. Well, let me ask a, a question. I have a, a while. Question. I have a burning question in my head just yeah. on your hiring stuff because you know, you've been in practice in your own practice five and a half mm-hmm. years. You yeah. Two other doctors. I mean, you've got a you got a business running, right? Which I love. You know, yeah. and and you know, what have you learned? you know, that you could share with the, with our viewers, especially some of the, some of the, the docs who are just getting into practice right now, you know, what were some of the things you learned about how to hire or who you hired? Because I know you could probably always talk about, oh boy, that was a tragic thing. And this was a tragedy and this was a drama. Sure. What, what was it that, you know, you, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that you feel that you kind of learned on the knowledge base around hiring or, or staff or just with, with uh, employees? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that the longer that you're in practice, the more that you really figure out who you need or what you want. And that might change with time too, because the person that I needed in my first couple years got me to a certain level and that was amazing. But then I needed somebody else, maybe with that was more organizationally driven, right? Or you just develop different needs as your practice grows because your practice is different from what it was when it was a startup. Um, And so I think that really just figuring out like, hey, where are, especially if you have a smaller staff, I mean, I know my strengths, but I also know my weaknesses. So who can I get to fill those weaknesses that I have to really support our office in a good way? But it's kind of like dating, right? Like, I mean, the person that you started dating, I mean, this isn't true for everybody. I mean, I'm 
I got married to my college sweetheart, but you know, for the most, for most people, they realize like after many years of dating, like who they like, and then who is probably not the best fit for them, you know, and they define that more over time. So, yeah. 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 But how, like, I'm going to ask this question to you as, as a mom, yeah, because you are a mom and as mm-hmm. a business owner, um, how did you set your expectations, you know, for your team? I mean, you know, you know how to set expectations for your kids, right? Because, you know, working with children is all about expectations, right? Where the boundaries are, what's, you know, what's what, what we can do, what we're not doing, you know, how it works. But with your with the, with your team members and your docs that are in the office, you know, yeah, how do you set those? Well, I just really figure out, number one, defining what their main role is. So, for instance, with one of my docs, I have one more in, like, a primary communication role. She's so good with connecting with patients. She's doing a lot of our day one and day two. Her close percentage is really, really high. I have another one who's more newly out of school, and she's a rock star when it comes to social media, right? So she's taking more of a lead on some of our new marketing things and the reels that are coming out. And Um, the different social media videos that we're doing. And she's handling more of that. So figuring out what people's strengths are and setting, I always set KPIs or key performance indicators around that. So number one, really defining what their job role is. Of course, that is going to be, I mean, they're going to have to do all the chiropractic stuff, but what is their main focus? Where do they take ownership within the practice? And figuring out what that is and then setting those expectations and setting different KPIs for them. Like whether it be, for instance, if my lead communication doc, like I need to have her have a 75% or 80% close rate when it comes to converting people onto a care plan, right? Or whether it is my, um, my more junior doctor who is doing a lot of the reels. Okay. I need one reel every week. Right. And I want you to really own it kind of deal. So I think it depends on different people, but yeah, just defining what your expectations are of them and figuring out what they're good at too and where they can really thrive. Mm-hmm. That's right. So did, did you feel you hired people for the position or did, or was it more like, wow, I, this person's really great at social media, so I'm going to move them into that? It was, it was figuring out what their strengths are. I knew at a certain level I needed help and it was really finding the right person and the right person to their core, right? Like that embraced the same core values that we look at in our practice. So somebody who embodied that, and then once they got on board, really figuring out, you know, what their green zone is, like, where do they really thrive and what can they own within the practice? Love it. Yeah. And there's, there's kind of a fine balance too because in years and years of hiring people like I'm like you are like I'll hire someone because they're just a good person and they have a good heart thinking like we can always find out what their strength is and then train them right rather than somebody who comes in with all these the skill set but I don't look forward to walking in the office and seeing them right so but but there's that fine balance of finding just enough of each of those things so but good for you for for learning that so like early on, I feel like we took a little bit, a little bit longer to learn this stuff, 
you know? No, I'm sure it gets harder. Like if I, you know, when we eventually get to a four doctor practice, right? Yeah. It might be a little tougher to figure out <laughs> that fourth doctor, kind of like what they're going to own within the practice. So I think it's all ever evolving and ever changing, but yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely a combination there. And it's, and it sounds like organic, you know, which is really cool. Like, it sounds like, I love what you just said. And when we get to our fourth doctor, like when it's the right time and it's organically there and, you know, and I wanted to say this to, to, to both of you as women, um, you know, men tend to force things, you know, like we'll sit there and we'll try to pound this square peg into a round hole kind of deal, you know, where a woman will come and say, no, 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 just turn the, turn the thing there, put it right there. You know, it's like nurturing, you know, and, and, and I think that organically as we, the more we nurture, you know, our practice. And I, I know I won't speak for men. I'll speak for me, you know, <laughs> being, being able to more nurture, you know, be, be more nurturing on that level instead of saying, boom, you know, the, the driver kind of a, kind of a deal. Savvy, I got, I got a question for you, doc you know, I, we're talking about your business. You've got, you know, three docs in the office and whatever staff, and you're got a very successful practice and all kind. And yet you took time. You had two babies in the last four years Yeah, uh, <laughs> in a practice five and a half years. So, you know, after a year and a half in the practice, my math tells me, you know, you had a baby, so you're pregnant yeah. during that also, and then you have yeah. a baby, and then another baby, pregnant again, another baby, probably haven't met many time, many moments that you haven't been pregnant, except for right now, um, mm -hmm. in the bar, I don't know, but. Um, no, we're done. Oh, but but <laughs> how did you keep the balance? I mean, you know, you know, because, you know, the balance is different for everybody, yeah. but I want to address this more toward, you know, the, um, more toward the women chiropractors who are watching this mm -hmm. you know, and, and looking at that age of wanting to be it, or the men chiropractors understanding what it takes for a woman, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely being a, being a woman in practice can definitely be difficult, especially if, you know, you're not practicing with a partner or, you know, I, I always looked at and I was like, oh man, it would have been so great to marry a chiropractor because you always have somebody else in there and you can kind of do that with them. Um, so it is a little bit more difficult. And I've got to say that was probably one of the biggest things I struggled with, with Chase when he was born. Um, because at the time I was a solo doc. Um, I didn't have any other associates in the office. And so I hired a coverage doc. I had her come in four weeks before I was my estimated due date. It turned out to be six weeks because my son wanted to come a month later. Um, but <laughs> she came in. So six weeks we had for her to get to know everyone. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, that can be tough to hand over your first baby, right? Your practice, mm -hmm. it's the first baby that you built. Um, and I did that. I think I struggled with that a lot. Um, my birth didn't go necessarily as planned. I was going for a home birth, ended up with a C-section delivery. Um, but I also had a lot of pressure from my CA at the time saying, Hey, a lot of people are leaving. They only want to see by, be by, or only want to be seen by you. And I started feeling, I was probably having a lot of postpartum anxiety too. Now looking back at that, um, and that definitely played into it, but I was like, Oh no, I've got to get back there. 
So I went back a lot earlier than I anticipated. I would never tell anyone to do this. I, in fact, I would tell people not to do this, but I went back at least part-time two weeks after I gave birth. Um, and after a C-section birth, three days in labor and a C-section birth. Um, so it was definitely pretty tough. I started back half days, three days a week. Um, and I was taking my son in with me, which was pretty tough too, um, because I feel like as moms, a lot of times, as soon as our baby cries, we are all focused on that baby, right? And that's not fair to the patients in the office, nor is it fair to my kid to kind of be in and out of both. Um, some people can do that. I personally could not. Um, and then I started an in-home daycare. Now, looking back, I would have done that very differently. Um, I look back and I was like, you know what? If I were to give myself advice then, going back, you know, four years ago, I would have said, Savvy, what are you doing? These people, these people are part of your practice. And a lot of them are moms themselves. They will understand that your body needs time to heal and you need time to connect with your kid. And these people will come back if they are a good fit for your practice. You know, so me now would not have done that. Me then did do that, just being like, oh my gosh, I don't want my practice to fall apart. I work so hard to build this so fast and have so much momentum. I don't want to lose that. Um, but with my second kiddo, I mean, honestly, I really prioritize that, knowing how badly I did the first time around. <laughs> so I gave myself 12 weeks off afterwards. Um, and you know, I felt a lot better going into it too. I like getting back to work. I didn't have nearly the postpartum anxiety that I did the first time around. Um, and, it, but I had a team I, when it was easier. So I had a, I had one associate at that point. Um, and it was a lot easier by the time that I came back, Emory was a few months old. Um, I was ready to hire my second associate on. And so it was a, it was a, and at that point, it was easier for me to even take more time off, right? Because I had more people to help me in the office. So rather than working seven shifts, I went down to working four shifts a week um, and just was able to create a lot more balance. And I feel really good with that right now. I look back on um, 2021 at this point, and I'm like, this was the first year that I was really able to give a lot of balance to my life and prioritize my family and really feel like I was there for my kids a lot. And that feels really good. Nice. Gosh, and it's, and it's so hard because um, it's the number one question that I get asked by women students. Yeah. Of how do you balance it? And I want to have kids and all this stuff. And it's cool to hear your story because, you know, it's again, I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to just always just hear the success stories. I want to hear how this worked and it's beautiful. Like it, it had happened for a reason. Like even when you said you learned from it, you wouldn't do it again. Right. Because yeah. it was so hard. It's like, I don't know how you did that, but it was you know, a straight sympathetic state, like fight or flight all the way. Yeah. But you learned it and in kind of a short period of time. I mean, again, you have like Ron said, you have two kids within four years. Right. Um, and, and now what a beautiful story of just like, here's what I did. I wouldn't have never done that again, but here's what I did. And then here's what I did with the second child and I've got it. And, and you had more time and you felt more connected to your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like in a short period, like in a short window. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Like, yes. you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. 
Yeah, I mean, and I don't know for, you know, a lot of the women chiropractors or the women students that are DCs to bees, um, you know, I don't know if there's one right or wrong way to do it. I see this question on like Facebook groups all the time, like how much maternity leave do you take? I don't know what to do or how to handle this. I don't know that there is a right or wrong way, but ultimately I feel like you've got to do, I've got, I think you really have to just put your family first than that and do what feels best for you. So what's your, what's your week look like or your day look like right now on the balance side, right? Yeah, so right now I work Monday mornings and then I usually do a team meeting every Monday at lunch. So I stay for that team meeting. I'm usually home by about two o'clock. Um, so I'm there to pick up my kids from school. I don't work on Tuesdays. I mean, I do work, but I'm working from home and you know, finding more of that balance. Um, on Wednesdays, I work all day. And on Thursdays, I work in the afternoons. So on Wednesday, all day, do you go home for lunch or do you? No, not usually. Um, I usually stay and I kind of work through lunch. Wednesday's, Wednesday's my long day. Okay, so who's with the kids? Uh, both my kids are in school. So they, they're, they're at school regardless. <laughs> then do, do you pick them up after? Are you, is it all um, day? Not on my long day, but on my shorter days when I'm able to get home, I either on every day except Wednesdays, I either do drop off or pick up or both. Right. And then Fridays okay. off? Fridays I'm off typically, unless I'm covering for one of my doctors that's not able to be in there. But for the most part, I usually take off Fridays. Nice. It's a good balance. Yeah, it is. It, it feels good right now at this point in my life. Yeah. I have, I have a question. The other two docs, did they have kids? Um, one of them does. My um, second associate I hired, I actually hired her pregnant. Um, so okay. she was about 13 or 14 weeks when she came on board. Um, and so she has a little boy now. Um, so yeah, she's a mama too. Yeah. Cause that's, I love how you set that up. Like with, like you talked about not being married to a chiropractor, being married to a chiropractor is a whole different ball game. Oh yeah. For me, it was kind of like, okay, Ron, like I'm out of the practice. And then there's times where he's like, oh, Hey, are you ready to come back? Mm -hmm. You know? And I went back like two mornings and it, it was so doable, but it was like, I waited a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I just wondered how, like you, you've got it set up perfectly, but I was thinking, gosh, what if the other two got pregnant at the same time, but you haven't ha uh, had yeah, that. I have had that. <laughs> but you'd figure it out. It would, we would figure it out. I don't know what that looks like, but we would figure it out. It's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, we do it too. So there's only two shifts that there's three doctors in the office at the same time. So yeah. we're all kind of varied shifts. Um, as far as when we work for the most part, there's two doctors on every shift with the exception of two shifts during the week. And people, right. uh, you know, the patients see whoever's there. Typically, yeah, they, we set it up to say we're a collaborative care office, so you have three brains working for you, um, but we do let them know after their initial report of findings, hey, you know, this is for your time and convenience, however, if you do develop a preference, just let us know, we'll do our best to accommodate it, but we really try and focus our practice so that they have three different sets of eyes looking at them, three different hearts working for them, you know, yeah. just yeah. really make it a team, a team atmosphere. That's great. Well, good for you for figuring it all out and being in a place where you have this beautiful practice, a beautiful family, and you just even watching you talk about it. There's like a relaxedness about you. You know, that's just like, you know, instead of like, you, you don't look like you're juggling a bunch of plates in the air. 
you just seem like on the day, but it's great. Hey, you know, you know, with two kids, forget about the practice, forget about the two kids. <laughs> I know. one kid, you know, there's enough plates in the air, let alone two. I mean, you guys have three, like, I don't know how you did it. Well, I'll tell you what, isn't it nice sometimes just going to the office? It's like, yeah. oh my God, what a reprieve, right? This stuff's easy compared, yeah. to, compared to parenthood sometimes, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Sometimes, I mean, when I have moms that come in the practice, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like, you're just a stay-at-home mom. That's the hardest job there is. Like going to, going to the practice is easy. Taking care of patients, easy in comparison. Yeah. And you know you know what I love? I, and I'm just picturing this in my head, Doc, you know, that, you know, mom comes in with kids and it's not only, you know, of course they come in to get their nervous systems checked to make sure that they're functioning to the best of their ability. I know that's the, that's the kind of practice you have. Um, but they're also coming in because they can relate and they got, they got someone they can ask a question to, right? Hey, what did you do? And how'd you do this? And da, 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 that kind of, or, or you're also probably learning. And that's what I love. You know, when I see the kind of practice that you have, and if I'm right on this and I could be wrong, yeah. you know, no. but, you're spot on. But, you know, it's just so cool that, you know, the, the collaborativeness that you said, that word you use, collaborate, you know, um, it's just so cool that it's more of a support center also, mm -hmm. because, you know, I can, you can adjust me and clear my nervous system out. And if I walk out right now and, uh, you know, I, I go to the same stress that I left with no idea of what to do, I'm just going to resubluxate, right? And 100%. it's just so beautiful. So I want to just congratulate you on that because that the healing center that's there isn't just you know, in the nervous system, it's always in the nervous system, but it's also in the, you know, the, the being able to have that support system around, which I can imagine people just refer to you left and right, you know. They have some pretty great patients, so. Right, it's well, great. And I, and I can say that, you know, we have three grandkids and I, I was at the birth, we both were, um, at the birth of all three of them. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me, what's the most, what's the most important time for a woman who needs the support? It's not at the birth and it's not pre-pregnancy. It's postpartum. Postpartum, absolutely. And I, and I stayed there and I felt like that's where it was. I was the most useful. And mm -hmm. so some of these women who don't have that kind of support, knowing that they could go to your office yeah. and they walk through those doors and they know that they have that support, there's no value on that. Yeah. And absolutely. you probably don't even know the people who like you are their only support. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll see it just on their face and they're like, hey, you know, Mary, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm okay. And we're like, come over here. And then we'll yeah. take them into your private <laughs> office. Like, tell me how you're really doing. Let's have a good right cry, now? right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a cry stash. We hug each other at the end. They feel better. Okay. Now let's get your nervous system checked. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, okay. So we're going to wrap up here. And um, at the end of our Life by Life West, we always ask our docs two questions. Yeah. The first one will be, what advice would you go back and give yourself as that chiropractic student? Yes. So I think one of the biggest things that students can do is to go and shadow other offices, whether that be the way they want to practice or the way they don't want to practice. But you get an idea of, I mean, you just learn so much. You have no idea what you don't know <laughs> until you realize it, right? So whether it be somebody trying to associate independent contract or open their own practice, I think 
the best thing you can do is literally every break, I would go and shadow as many docs as I could. I would, I would plan vacations and like pick different offices I wanted to go to uh, just to check out new areas because I didn't know where I wanted to ultimately open up. So I'm like, let me check out new areas. I'll call it a vacation and like go and shadow different offices. And that was a really good networking experience if you want to associate. But also, I just learned so much. I learned about different systems and and the feel of different offices and the energy of different offices and what I liked and what I didn't like. And I mean, I, I feel like that's really where you kind of define your vision and what that practice looks like for you. That's great. Nice. Love it. I have the second question. And and um same question, but we're going to switch the switch the, the scenario. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking to Dr. Savvy, who's just yes. starting practice after now yes. out for, you know, how many years, what advice would you give to her? I would say to remember that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, success doesn't come overnight as much as we want it to and not to get bogged down into the day-to-day -day kind of grind but look at the overall picture of all you've been able to accomplish and what your future goals are and what that looks like for you um, you know base hits win ball games right like we don't have to have home runs every single time and we might get really down on us especially you know in the beginning of practice when you're like oh I only have this many people on my schedule or oh this person didn't sign up for care but really just learning from that experience moving on not taking it to heart and not getting so caught up in the numbers just knowing if your heart is in the right place and you're working hard that success is going to come yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you said that. That is one of the hardest lessons. And it's not even just for new doctors, you know, it's one of the hardest lessons. And, and I love what you said because it's like either either the practice owns you or you own the practice, right? And uh and what I heard you say is don't let it own you, you know, you know, own it and be able to walk away from it and be able to don't worry about it. You come back the next day and you got another chance to get up at the plate. And hit more singles, right? And sometimes you get doubles, and sometimes you hit a home run. But great, and those are really awesome days. But... Yeah, 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 I love it. Well, thank you, Dr. Savvy, for thank. Oh my gosh, thank you us. guys for having me. Our pleasure. Our, Our pleasure. Oh man, it's so it's so cool. And I gotta tell you, just what really warms my heart, and Mary, I'm sure you'll agree with this. It's just so cool, like like watching, you know, talking to you and then talking to Lauren, you know, who you were in class with, and you know, and 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 our daughters and this generation of chiropractors who it's just so cool to see you guys stepping into yourselves, you know. Yeah. And I know it's gonna be different in 10 years, you know, we know that, but it's so cool and I'm so proud of you. And I don't say that from a from a parental standpoint, I say that from a chiropractic person who's been around for 40 something years and Dr. Mary for 35 or 36. And I know that you agree, you know, I, it just makes me feel so much, my heart so warm to know that chiropractic isn't going to be in great hands, you know, mm -hmm. and, and um, it's just beautiful. So it reassures it. I know it will be, but it just so reassures it. So thank you for being. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's so sweet. You're welcome. And to all of our audience, thank you. Um, you know, Dr. Savvy, uh, she has a lot to serve and a lot to give and, and gave us a lot today. So there's a lot to pick up on. And, and I just want to share this. You know, if you're a man, you know, you go, wow, pregnancy doesn't really, 
It does, because you know what, what Dr. Savvy is going through, what she went through and that she shared with us. Well, we, a lot of us have spouses or partners or whoever that are, you know, pregnant or having babies or have babies. And it's like, you know, it's the same thing and whatever they're doing in their lives. So just remember that, you know, and, and for our students that are listening, you know, I think this just opens up a whole new gate that you can be able to look at and say, wow, you know, uh, there's people out there that are doing exactly what I want to do. And I can have what I want, you know, and I'll figure it out as I go, but never let, you know, anything stop you. And Savvy, that's what I got from you. It's like, nothing's going to stop me. I'll make it happen and I'll figure it out. And I'll get some bumps on the head maybe along the way, but it's okay. I'll figure it out. So we appreciate you. I appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you for being with us for another Life by Life West. We drop these every two weeks. The weeks in between that, we drop a Life by Life. I'm sorry, a Life Leadership line. Uh, and from myself and from my wonderful partner, Dr. Mary Overstein, and from Dr. Savvy Ford, we want to thank you for being with us. We wish you uh, the best. Keep hugging those kids that are around you and taking care of yourself and make sure that uh, you keep coming back and sharing these messages with more people. So just, you know, send the link off to a friend who, who will need to hear this because everyone needs to hear this. And until we come back at you, we'll bid you adieu and we love and appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today and for the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.